Boy, I tell you, I'm through banging my head against the wall. I'm going to start doing what's right for me. TGIF, it's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together we are Manson Mitchell in your ears for the hour. Glad to be there and glad to be once again working with bad boy Benny Mathers at the board. How are you, Benny? Ahoy! Doing very well. Looking good. Looking good. You up there, you're up there in the crow's nest? Ka-ka! Yes. Well, I'll <laughs> tell you what, my friend. You, you keep that spyglass up and working because... And head it toward Florida. Oh, my goodness. We are here thinking, okay, here it's hurricane season. Yep, got one coming here. Oops. oops. It looks like it's moving into the gulf. And then, <laughs> oops, gulp. Yeah. It looks like it's moving straight week, for week us. from today. We're going to be uh, bubbles on the air, uh, since, Benny. Since moving, have you guys really been at all worried about since moving down there? Any of these natural situations going on? Like I would be hope f- for the best. Okay, all right, for all right. the worst. And so when there's an imminent storm, we bring things in from the outside because otherwise they will blow into another kingdom. Okay. And so, yeah, we do plan. We do plan. And uh, we were actually gone on another trip in 2017 when Hurricane Irma came the closest to mm-hmm. Sarasota. And I had three sets of neighbors who had my house key and they brought everything in from the outside oh, wow. while we were Sorry. in Chicago. And when we came home, the inside of our home <laughs> looked like a furniture store Convenient. because it had everything from the outside brought in. Yeah. And then, it, as it turned out, the only damage we had was to a flat roof in the back. So That's we good. survived Irma okay. And in the 11 years we've been here, we haven't been through a really bad hurricane other than, you know, Irma that kind of skirted us on the outside. Yeah. But the, the prediction right now is for one week from today, it will be on our doorstep. Wow. Well, make sure you and, write and your I'll, name on everything. Yeah. Well, and you know, unlike an, an earthquake, which does not give you a week's warnings, none. Uh, hur- hurricanes give you a week's warning, and so it's like you can be stupid and plan a party, or <laughs> you can bring your things in from the outside and be safe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, cool. Makes perfect sense. So, so keep that spyglass on Florida for we'll about do. another week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Today we're going to talk for the second time to Mary Marshall. She is an extraordinary woman. She is gifted. She is talented. She is known far and wide for her compassion and her willingness to help humanity to the greatest extent possible for one lone individual. She also gets out on the circuit at various events at haunted locations, ghost conferences and the like. I like to call Mary Marshall a full service agent. And we're delighted that we made her acquaintance, which started for me on Facebook. I found out about her. Yes, I'll follow her. Asked her to be my friend. She said yes. And here we are. I want to read this as a quote there. Now, I I put it into the third person there uh, after the quote there. Mary says of herself, as a psychic medium, when I tune into energies, I receive what I am meant to know to help someone. That encapsulates her career quite nicely, her ongoing career. Now, in the third person, 
Mary Marshall chooses to use her gifts, gifts given to her by God, with love and the highest intentions of good to provide others with comfort, healing, or perhaps knowing that your loved ones are still nearby and therefore they are still with you. So for the second time, hope it's the second of many more to come. We say hello once again to Mary Marshall. Mary, how are you today? I am doing well. How are you doing? We're doing well, too. It, the it, week started out really interestingly because we went to bed early and set our alarms for 5.30 a.m. to be one of the over 4 billion people that watched the Queen's funeral. With 7 billion people on the planet, it seems as though more than half were tuned in on Monday. So were you in the 3 billion or were you in the 4 billion? I didn't watch it. You were but, in the three billion. But yeah, the thing I I am a big reader, so I probably read two hours worth of news a day. Mm. So mm -hmm. I don't. I tend not to watch things. And then, like with the YouTube, I just thought, no. I mean, here's the thing: I really do have a lot of respect for this queen. Um, I think she served with dignity, and she really. I mean, she just she gave her life over. And yes. sure, there yeah. might have been some very rocky decisions, but she's not a lone wolf out there. She has to do certain things according to the crown and parliament and so forth. So with all that being said, much, much respect and very sad um, that we lost her, but I did not watch. We didn't intend to watch more than perhaps the service. And we got up with the idea that we would be doing other things. And we even laid out what they were going to be, you know, little handcrafts and things. And the TV will just be on in the background. As it turns out, we actually watched the whole thing, ab about six hours of television from beginning to end. And I was quite fascinated by it all and very curious to see how many people worldwide would be watching and of course, it's only an estimate, but right, you know, estimates right. are, are coming in at more than half the world having seen that funeral, which I thought was very, very interesting. It, it's a historic event. Absolutely. You know? And you know what, with a lot of these types of things, especially with media and social media these days, I was able to catch a lot of clips of different kind of the highlights you're going to see. Yes. So that's what right. I just landed up watching. Yeah. Well, very good. Just curious about that because, uh, you know, as I said, just uh, more than half the people did and a lot of people didn't. So, Mary, how do you feel about hurricanes? <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, here's the thing. I live in the Midwest, right? I live in Illinois. And I've thought about this, you know, various times in life. And it's like between the hurricanes and the wildfires and, you know, so all these natural... Illinois, I, I'm kind of happy. I'm, I live where I live. Now I get it. We there could be tornadoes. However, I'm close enough to the lake, still to not completely, but ward off pretty much. You know, like really touchdown tornado type things um, that the rest of the Midwest could. So I'm I'm happy as far as those. I can't imagine. Like, how do you deal with that? You know, that is so fascinating, Mary, that you, I'll go down this little bunny trail with you. This is fascinating. And many of our listeners have faced this. As a matter of fact, many of our listeners are Midwesterners who moved out to Seattle because they prefer the weather. 
So we'll, we'll just, everybody's responsible for their choices. Okay. Right. But yes. nevertheless, just to put this in context, my partner in life and on the radio, Suzanne Mitchell, was in Chicago when you couldn't see the roof of your house for the snow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I will give you that. We do have the snow. But here's the thing it's almost, it can be, it's extremely pain in the butt to try to get through with, you know, especially during rush hour traffic work to and from. However, when it hits really, really bad, it's kind of like, I, well, I guess it's a, a different way that we deal with it where it's almost like, okay, snow day. You know, you just sort of look at it like you're not going, nobody's going anywhere, no school, no work, you know, certain situations, uh, maybe public transportation is down. And so it kind of gives you the kind of warm and fuzzies, you know, kind of feeling when you're, you're in that situation, you're like, okay, get out the hot, cho hot chocolate and all that sort of thing. With that being said, yeah, that you're right. The general overall weather, it's not good. It's like we have two seasons. It seems to be like winter and construction uh, season, as we call it here. It's like that's the rest of the year. Um, yeah, so I, I get that with the cold weather. I'm good. I love the, you know, the whole Christmassy feel. Um, I can even deal with jam January when it gets to the, you know, sub- zero arctic temperatures um come february 1st i'm done come on hurry up hurry up okay, let's get through it we still have like another eight weeks left but i guess we all deal with where we live right yes we do and whatever those weather conditions might be because you have that everywhere uh, no matter where you live you're dealing with some kind of weather conditions i don't think there is a place on earth that has just perfect weather no and you know what i'll tell you go make to the real quick, the social media thing is when you get a lot of these people who are now trying to film this stuff, whether it's a tornado, they're getting really dangerously situations. They're yeah. waiting to capture the hurricane, the tornado, the whatever it is, you know, that's going on. And I'm seeing more and more. I'm like, would you stop? Have you not seen the movies? You know, people who are like having the party on the rooftop, like, oh, it's nothing's going to happen to us. You know, aliens are coming. And then they're disintegrated or something in the movies, you know? It's like, don't do that. When Gary and I invited you to come back and talk with us some more, because we talked to you last March, um, we said, you know, what kinds of things should we talk about? And one of the things that you mentioned was being a medical intuitive. And I have several questions related to being a medical intuitive, because not everybody can do that. That's kind of a specialty intuition um, uh, talent, and um, and so for the sake of um, for the sake of uh, uh, covering ourselves legally, I just want to say that uh, our our disclaimer is that we always recommend that if people have anything amiss in their bodies, they see a medical doctor an MD, no matter what it might be. And I would probably say that you do too, even if Absolutely. you see something in somebody you recommend, you're not just going to oh, you know, diagnose and treat, you're, you're saying go see a doctor, right? I'm a science so, person, you know, yes. that that's I mean, I'm logic, analytical science, if I do see anything, 
I'm never going to be like, well, you know, just, just take, you know, I don't even know, you know, thousand milligrams of zinc and, you know, and all these other, no, right. no, no. Right. it's like, go to the doctor, go to well, the doctor, get it yeah. checked, you know? And the other thing is, is you're right. I have, I will, if I'm doing it in person, if somebody's doing it through my website, there is a disclaimer on there. Mm-hmm. But these sure. days you have to do that. So when somebody sits down, it's like one of the first things out of my mouth is um, I'm not a doctor. If this happens, you know, my, please go. I, you know, this is just an opinion, you know, kind of a thing. Go see a doctor um, on it. But it's one of those things that sort of developed. I really have to give uh, credit. It was another psychic medium when I was uh sort of coming out of the closet, so to say, as a psychic medium publicly, that he is the one who said, I see you as a medical intuitive. And I'm like, what? Like, huh? You know, like I had no inkling, so to say. Well, as I became more active and was doing reads, I thought, you know what? Let me just, let's try this. Let's try it. I'm doing, I do a lot, most of mine via Zoom, right? If I'm not at a conference or an event, you know, most of the reads. And so as I was doing this, the energy body scan, I'm picking up like the aura colors, but I also in that information will often kind of sidestep or make notes to get back to, because I can pick up other things, you know, personality or whatever, those types of things. But, uh, you know, so I'm scanning a person's body and honestly, there has been really two more in the last, let's say year, recent, um, you know, clients in which the bottom, I mean, it was, it, it really spurred me to keep continuing to do this. Like, this is something I need to be doing. I was just at a conference in upper Michigan last month. And when I was there, um, there was this woman who, who came up, I saw her three years ago. Now I remember her. I, and she's crossed my mind, you know, as many of the clients do, um, several times. I remember though, about having to do with a read and a family member that deceased family member that came through and so on. Now I'm going to say this. I tend right up front. I tend to not remember um, what I'm saying to people. And I, it's not because I just don't care. One, I think I just have a really poor memory, but the other one besides that is, is that I think what it is, is I am that conduit, meaning it's, you know, kind of visually, if somebody can imagine information coming in the right ear, it's coming out my mouth and it's gone. It's not my thoughts. They're not my memories, if you will. So I think that that plays into why I tend to not remember. So back to this woman in Michigan. So I see her, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, how are you? I thought about you. I'm thinking about you know, the read with her deceased one. And she says, the bottom line is to move, push this story along. She basically looks at me, she leans over the table and she's like with tears. I'm going to, every time it starts making me emotional, tears in her eyes. And she says, you, you have no idea, no idea. 
And I'm like, what? Like, I, and I, I, I told her, I said, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, what do you like? I don't remember. Like, what do you, apparently I told her that she had a mass, a tumor, cancer, cancer uh, tumor. And I'm, and maybe I tend not to use that word, but I'll say something like a mass and, you know, go get it checked out kind of thing. And it, and, um, she is not one to go to the doctor, but she listened to what I said and she went to the doctor and she in fact did have cancer and it was treated. She went through radiation and chemo and all those things is a hundred percent fine. Now she's been checking out now for the last, you know, over a year or two, now, I guess. Um, but the bottom line was, is that when someone looks at you and says, you saved my life, I never, I would not have known. I would have never gone to the doctor. What do you say to that? I, I mean, it's just like, and I was just like, thank you for coming to me and telling me this, you know, taking her time to come back and tell me because it helps in turn validate for me. Yes you should be doing this. What I look at is um, a situation in which you are collaborating with spirit and with medicine in your own unique way to help another human being. I guess so. And here's the thing. If they're telling me, then this person, I sort of feel if maybe sometimes I do think though, if it wasn't me, something else may have come through a different way. But they were, they were supposed to be here. They're supposed to be around. There's more to do. And you're right. They take taking the opportunity via me to let this person know, you know, go get this checked out. I don't, I wish I could get into a better explanation of what is different or how that's different, but there's really strange things that'll come through. Like I, I had this one who was, uh, there was various things that he illnesses or, you know, issues that this gentleman was dealing with, but one was just, it was kind of stumping me. And I, I'm like, I, I'm picking up veins. There's something it's like, it's not blood. And I kind of was going that back and forth in your veins, but it's not like varicose veins or something. Cause I kind of, it caught, caught me I was feeling it, but as I scanned down, I caught it more in the legs, but I'm like, no, it's not that I go, but this is causing you a system. This is a systematic problem. And it could here again, here's what it came down. The guy was astounded because this is not a common thing. Apparently, apparently he has veins that are too narrow, like some genetic thing where his veins are too narrow. And he's got to be very, very careful because he cannot afford you know, to have like plaque buildup, we all tend to do that as we age, but he can't afford to do that because his are so narrow, it could kill him. So again, you just get these bizarre things. And I, I other than it just comes from the other side, you know, I mean, I, I'm fortunately, I'm uh, here to do that for them. Is it possible to be able to scan somebody and see things and not others is it is it in your own experience that some people may be so well defended or so closed up in such a way that 
even when you're with them, you, you really can't see in, into their bodies or, or see what's going on with them. Has, have you found that in your practice that you don't have access to a hundred percent of the people? I, I have, I have found it. I find it more, I've had a few where it's just more difficult. Even in regular part of the read, it's a little, you can just feel there's a, like a black and yeah. wall type of situation. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sometimes, I feel like I'm either trying to go around it, above it, you know, through it. It just, it can be more difficult. Also, quite honestly, you know, like when you have a lot of, some people go to multiple throughout time, uh, psychic mediums and one psychic medium will pick up one thing. Another will pick up something completely different. It doesn't mean that one is, is not good or the other one's better. It's just that you will pick up different things. Right. So with that being said, I sometimes question when you're, I'm doing a medical intuitive, you know, intuitive read on someone, are there people that have something very wrong with them? And I'm not seeing it, but I don't take it if that were, and I don't know, but if that were to happen, then I question, oh, well, is it me? Maybe I'm not doing a good enough job or something like that. I think it goes back to the flip side of the person supposed to be here and get help is that maybe some people are supposed to go through those experiences. Um, they may not die, but they might have to, you know, some struggles. And, and, you know, a lot of times when people are faced with life and death type situations, they, they do a lot of soul searching. Yes. Yeah. You know, and things. So, yeah. so I'm sure there are occasions. I mean, again, I'm not aware of it, but where something may be more serious and maybe I'm not picking it up. I'm, I, I'm fairly sure that's, that's the reason why as well. Well, I, I equate the mediums uh, that Gary and I know <clears throat> as being a little bit like baseball players. Some are rookies. Some have been around for many years nobody bats a thousand. And so you kind of look at the scale, you know, this person is generally good, or this particular medium is really tuned into me. And, and so then there's this, there's this um, symbiotic relationship between the client and the medium, where the flow is so easy and so natural, and there's no, no blockages there. But then also, I think, um, each medium tunes, tunes into a little bit different frequency or vibration. So that's why two or three mediums can see two or three different things and not anyone can see everything. Yeah. And, and I, so I, you, you really run the gamut. Of, I absolutely agree with that hundred yeah. percent because, you know, here's the other thing. I think it's a resonating. We all individuals, people, psychic medium, any, anybody you have, you kind of, you have your own vibration, right? You have your own frequency and some people are going to resonate better with you and you with them. So you're right. There's somewhere you are just, and I know I can feel that when it's just like open book type of feel yep. with them yep. and you're hitting it. And other ones, it's a little bit more of a struggle. 
Another side to that is, is occasionally you're going to get a person that you're as just like people do, like, right? Sometimes you meet somebody, you don't know anything about them, but you just get that like, I don't know if I don't think, you know, like, I, I don't know if I like you. There's something going on here with the oh, person. Yeah, I get that. Right. <laughs> yes. So that same thing can happen and be amplified in a way, right? As a psychic medium is that you get somebody and I did have, um, I'm going to be very vague. Um, I'll, I'll use the word they in place of he or she or anything. So they came to me lot very negative stuff going on with this person uh you know and and very um guarded and really quite frankly lying i could tell they were just lying like crazy and that basically this person really just wanted to sit and talk about all of their issues and jail and abuse that they had caused to other people but it had been this and that and all these really bad things were coming out they're telling me and, but it, none of it was that person's fault. It was all the other people. So it was very difficult to reach in there probably because at a subconscious level of how I was feeling from what I was already hearing and sensing about this person that I was feeling, but you know, you, you kind of push through and, you know, you do, do your job, but, um, yeah, it can be difficult, you know, let's go ahead and take our break. Now, when we come back, we'll have what we like to call the marketing piece. So Mary Marshall can tell you how you can avail yourself of the services she provides. And then I hope in the second half hour, we're going to get into some of the spooky locations with which Mary is familiar and her experiences, I say, working the circuit, it could just be something once in a while for her, but meaningfully because she is known among those who investigate haunted locations and attempt to read the energies to find out why these phenomena that, that so enthrall ghost researchers and those of us laymen and women of the public there who are just curious about the who, what, when, where, and why of ghost activity of spirits that remained, for whatever reason, earthbound. This is Manson Mitchell. We're going to stay earthbound here, waiting right at our desk through a couple of minutes of commercials. And when we come back, more of Mary Marshall right here at the epicenter of Alternative Talk in Seattle, AM 1150. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mance and Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. 
Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world-famed, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. On Friday, Vance and Mitchell welcome Mary Marshall, a versatile psychic medium and medical intuitive who joins us to discuss the energies in our bodies for good health or ill. On Saturday, Jeffrey Mark, the walking encyclopedia of Hollywood history, talks about various celebrities who have reinvented themselves and revived their careers in film or on TV. Bringing you fascinating talks since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our guest this hour, Mary Marshall. Mary, if people would like to find out about all the things that you're into, Gary calls you the full service agent, where <laughs> would they locate you in the social world? Um, you know, I always do this because it's just the easiest to give out the website. Um, there's actually two different addresses for it. And that the reason is, is if somebody wants to skip and go right to the you know psychic medium page or not. So you can go to the paranormal MD dot com or medium mary marshall.com and from there you can go to the events page you can find out uh different things that i may be doing or e- events that i'm speaking at um if you know for instance is i'm going to be at the chicago paranormal conference in october i also am going to be giving a lecture at the library on ghost and spirit entities and at the end, which was kind of interesting, I, I did a lecture at this library um, a year or so, to, I, I'm going to guess, oh, you know, oh, about a year ago or so. And at the end of the lecture, I'm talking to um, the librarian there and events person, and she started talking about they think the library is haunted. Which then sort of prompted a, hey, what about this kind of scenario? So we're going to hold a public investigation there. It's unfortunately, in one way, it's during when the library is open, which kind of limits what we can do. But at the same time, it really, you know, can have people go around. We're going to go over some equipment, um, you know, little, you know, what what an investigation would entail, and then actually try to make some sort of contact um with them so that's going to be kind of fun it's you know to actually have people local to that area it's in uh it's mokina community library it's in illinois and um yeah and they can just kind of go around and bring some of their own audio recorders and i hope for their sake that they do capture something um because honestly that is that 
is the best way for people who might be on the fence about this sort of thing when they experience it. Meaning like if they're there, they're holding the audio recorder, they know who or is, is or isn't in the room or, you know, those types of things. And when now they review it and they get voices on there saying something, voices that aren't supposed to be there, it can be startling actually for them because they're, they're just like, um, all righty then. <laughs> I didn't, they like really sometimes don't expect it. So I hope something does happen for the people. And you're on Facebook too, because Gary said he found you on Facebook. Yes, I am on Facebook. Um, it is, if you put in um, at the paranormal MDs with an MDS at the end, because many years ago, much to my dismay, <laughs> uh, somebody just to kind of be, I don't know what they were doing, why they did it. They took it. They took paranormal MD. So I had to put, add the S on there to get my own, uh, you know, registered name and logo back. But so, yes, I'm on Facebook. Um, I am on Instagram as well. I don't actively do Twitter occasionally. Like, I think every two years I kind of log in <laughs> Twitter yeah. and say, okay, I'm going to do Twitter now. And then I go, yeah, no, no, I'm not going to do Twitter. Okay. So, yeah. well, let's see. There's a let me interject here because it seems there is a story behind that, Mary Marshall. Every two years on Twitter, and everybody has their choice of whether or not to participate and how in terms of social media. Is there something about Twitter that causes you to think maybe this isn't for me? You're on Facebook, but if it's every two years on Twitter, how is Twitter, which has been much in the news lately, <laughs> there? how does Twitter fail to meet either your needs or your expectations? I think there's a, it's a, I think there's a few reasons. Um, number one is I don't understand it. I, I, I sound like an old person or something saying that, but. It's like, I feel like it's just standing on a soapbox and shouting out and then you just wait and then you shout out again and you shout out. And I get, we do this on Facebook, but it's different. I will see people's responses, the reach or retweets or the responses. And I'll, sometimes you want to follow up backwards and you can't like, I'm like, I don't understand. There's, especially when you get a multitude of people. So I'm like, this is just getting kind of, I don't know. I just wasn't getting it. But the other one I think with it too is I think it's good for really um, celebrity people who are going to have, you know, 500,000 plus, you know, people following them type of situation. And then they really are, Hey, I'm doing this. Hey, this is my thought. And people are going to respond to it. I don't know. I just sort of don't see, I know it's going to sound, I'm going to, get in trouble for this, but I kind of don't see the point. Um, even though Facebook has gone a little more to the older crowd now versus the younger, you know, teens or college age, um, even to thirties, it isn't as popular anymore. You can put a variety of material out there and I feel just more interactive. Um, I don't know. I just, I just feel like I'm more in touch with people on Facebook versus on Twitter. I appreciate your answer because we all make our choices about what sorts of communication, what forms, what conduits we accept into our lives and therefore our awareness. 
anymore. I don't know. TikTok is an Instagram, all the rage. I don't do those things. I have an Instagram account. I don't use it. And TikTok, I don't see how I can advance the interests of Vance and Mitchell by dancing on TikTok next to a water skiing squirrel. I just don't <laughs> think that's going to be very useful for marketing see, purposes or any other purposes. You know what? Actually, I am on TikTok, but I am not. I am on is a private you know, private citizen type of thing. Um, I did think that I was going to follow through on the TikTok and try to get to a thousand. You have to get to a thousand, which I have, and then you can do live reads and all those sort of things. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm just a user and I'm on there, you know, looking at whether it's politics or dog videos, you know, that type of thing. Um, that's what I, I use Twitter for. And, it actually uh, is a yeah, I was just gonna say I'm gonna go ahead and cancel Twiggy the squirrel for next week. Then sorry about that. <laughs> Twiggy had it coming. Twiggy, Twiggy just... is stupid as we. All right, I gotta find someone else to fill in for next week's show. <laughs> I do, I, I, but I do see the value of TikTok. And you know what? Here's the thing: you're getting a larger age market. You just have to work the algorithms to get there. If you if you're gonna use it for that purpose. It involves a lot of self-awareness as well as media savvy, Mary. And I agree with you because if you're going to use it, what are you using it for? Idle entertainment, that's a low bar to clear. But if you're trying to communicate something that will benefit your fellow humans, you need to put some more heart and soul into it as well as a lot of thought. I'm sure you agree. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, again, some people, it's amazing watching, to me, watching all of the creators um, in what they're doing, you know, whether, again, it, whether it's something that's more activism or, or it could, like I said, it could be entertainment, it could be anything on there. And you do have the trends, you know, like the dance ones or this or that. Um, but you come across some really amazing people as well and things that I didn't even realize were out there or accessible. So I do like TikTok, but I don't use it professionally. Thank you. I, I appreciate your quick survey of social media. <laughs> Other than that, we got about uh, 17 minutes to go and I got nothing, Suzanne. You want to talk about <laughs> ghosts. Yes, I do. Ghosts with the most. Mary, you help people in so many ways. Through your mediumship, have you found yourself having to, I want to make sure I put this the right way. When you go to a reputedly haunted location and you are there perhaps out of sheer curiosity, or maybe you're there with some professional interest in the goings on, what is your mentality going in? You said at the outset that you are a believer in science, the value of it, the worth of it. How do you apply that in a field that is quite often every day somebody is calling it a hoax, it's a fraud, it's pseudoscience, and yet you are seeking to maintain your own integrity in these researches? I just find that fascinating. You know, here's the thing. I think a lot of the investigating, you can get data type information from that, right? But you have to be very stringent on your controls and the specifics that you use. And I think it's very difficult to do that these days when you're going for one time, eight hour, you know, to the pay and play type haunted locations. 
Um, but trying to, I think, bring into the science, I think as early on, it changed from, okay, I'm not trying to prove, you know, ghosts exist, that paranormal activity exists. I know it exists. My extreme curiosity became, how is this happening? How is this even possible? And that's what led me into actually into the science of studying quantum physics, uh, quantum entanglement in partic particular, um, looking at the subatomic, looking at theoretical physics, looking at neurology on the brain. Because, you know, the, the reason we, we tend to use equipment outside of ourselves, initially a lot of it was developed for um, entertainment, media, television reasons, you know, flashing lights and things because you need that visual. However, having that equipment outside of ourselves, you know, some sort of data logger is really important because of, you know, the 101 ways our brain's brain will lie to us, um, you know, and so you have in questioning that the, our frailties, are we really seeing what we're seeing or experiencing what we're experiencing or looking at the whole idea from a psychological aspect of from mass hysteria to, I mean, I've watched it. I have watched a group of people all feed off of each other, building what this, what activity was occurring. Um, and it started with that one person and then somebody else trickled into the room and then another person and then, you know, and it, Hey, what's going on in there? And then it goes on. So yeah, you have to look at all of those things. And from a reach researching aspect, trying to bring in as much science as possible. One of the things that I discovered along the way is the amount and type of experiments that are going on at various universities, not just in our country, but, but ac across the globe that I would have never realized were happening had I not already been in, you know, trying to research all of this stuff. So years ago, I started discovering these things. And I was like, if I were to tell you some of them, you would think, oh, this is science fiction. You know, like this, that's not real. What? But it is. And so it's really that exploration. And fortunately, I'm one of those people that I'm able to connect the dots. I look at it and I go, okay, this is, you know, and not just in the activity, but connect the dots in the science aspects, going from something that may be more neurological or brain related to something that's, um, you know, more quantum related to something that may be more having to do with uh, absolute zero, you know, which it, temperature type things and and how things are conducted and being able to connect that to the type of activity that is occurring uh, paranormal activity that is occurring, giving people possibilities or probabilities. One of the things that I find the most curious, I mean, way at the top of my curiosity list is when there's a cold spot because cold is temperature and, and you can, you can have a room which is 75 or 80 degrees. And then there is a, a absolute cold spot in it that people will talk about there being um, uh, uh, an entity, a ghost, a something, uh, a spirit, which drops the temperature. I mean, scientifically, 
I just think that's incredible that there would be a spot that you could walk into freezing cold. You could even see your breath and then step back out of it. And it's not there. Do you have any clue about why that would be that way? Well, one of the things I remember looking into, and now I'm, it's been so many years because I haven't focused on this in a long time was like questioning, right? Like what logically, what do we know about um, temperatures and, um, you know, things, heat transfer, convection, and all these different things that we have. And so it was kind of like, is the spot getting colder or is the air around it getting warmer? And that thus making that one spot feel colder. And how does that happen? Um, that's what led me way down a rabbit hole into looking into things like absolute zero. And the idea with absolute zero, which was fascinating to me, is that initially, and this is within the last, I, I, I might may be wrong on this time-wise, but probably only within the last 20 years that, that this was discovered was that there was a certain point of, of temperature in which there was no longer, we thought, we suspected, we theorized, not just, I mean, I'm talking to scientists, that nothing would move. There would be no movement anymore. This is down to the molecule level. That's not true. They have found that there still can be movement in that. So that started to lead into, well, what type of particles are able to move. So when you get into like these cold spots of what's creating it, you can be really clear that there is a different energy that has entered into that room and it becomes localized. Um, now here's the thing we, for us, we kind of try to imagine it, I guess, as, oh, there's like a person standing there. But at this point, more times than not, you can have very strange ones. It could be above your head, you know, and just be a, you know, like a little think cloud worth of cold, you know, type of thing. Um, and when you have something like that, with that cold, it's just a lot of molecules coming together, atoms coming together and congregating in that spot. We don't know still what specifically causes it. But the one thing I can tell you is, is that the, this is a type of energy. Remember wave particle duality. It's both. Um, that this energy is not the norm. It is not natural for our realm. And it basically creates a, a um, chain, a reaction, just a reaction. So it's an energy, but you can't, uh, from everything that you've read, you can't definitively say that it's uh, a spirit, no. or the spirit of a person, because it really may or may not be. I, exactly. But you know what? I, but I feel that same way. And I think that we had to kind of get off the, the merry-go-round, I'm going to say, um, because I feel that same way about light anomalies and orbs. Now, we do have some natural causes for this that people just really often refuse to look at. Um, and again, it may or may not be, but in, if there is a possibility is something else, you have to entertain that. You have to bring that in as a possibility other than just saying it's paranormal, supernatural. 
But when you have, whether it be cold spots or orbs, we'll just say these light anomalies, I think they are a byproduct, a reaction to this foreign energy that does not belong in our dimension, Ah, you know? And so when you see the kind of floating and they say, oh, that orb, that's, that's how they travel. That's the, the, the spirit of a person, or that's my loved one that's showing up in a photo and all of those types of things, you know, when, especially if you're seeing them in person, um, I think it's more of a reaction, a byproduct. We have to look at things of like in a logical way of what happens on our planet, right? If, you know, you do take a more scientific approach as opposed to thinking that everything is paranormal. So I like your approach to it, you know, consider the other possibilities before you jump right to that in the, in the UFO community. I don't, I don't may not have these statistics, right, but um, only like one or two or three out of a hundred can't be explained. So, you know, everything is logically explained as to far as, you know, satellites and lights and planes and helicopters. And, you know, it's like so much of it can be explained in terms that are uh, everyday comfortable for most of us. And then the anomalies that one or two or three out of a hundred are the ones that can't be explained. So and those, those are the ones you're after, right? Right. And I would think the same thing would apply when you're talking about, you know, cold spots and orbs and other paranormal activity is, you know, can you explain 97 or 98 out of a hundred of those in a way that makes sense, an air conditioner, a heater, uh, a a light source, something which is causing that, you know, you, you can, you can see a rainbow, you can see a prism with glass and ice and, and various things. So, you know, can you explain that logically, except in those cases where you can't. And, you know, I think that there's a tendency for a lot of people to jump right to the extreme rather than looking for a more common answer. Does, does that kind of resonate with you? Absolutely. 100% agree with that because I think it's, you know, whether it, again, let's say if it was something with the UFOs, uh, that in particular, that's why you really want to try to, as a paranormal educator, and I say that broad terms, including cryptid and UFOlogy in there as well, is to educate people to really take it always that step further. I have been outside for outside investigations, seeing what clearly was something very unusual um, and UFO looking and a person looking up and going, oh, well, no, that's not a satellite. I've seen, I've seen a hundred satellites. First of all, you probably haven't, but you know, whatever we tend to all exaggerate and that's not a satellite or it's not this or no. How do you know? How do you know that you don't, you're talking out the side of your mouth when you say things like that. So pull out an app, try, try to do at least what I call due diligence, pull out an app that has, uh, astrological astronomy, whatever flight tracker. I have a flight tracker on my phone. Look, are there at least you can get rid of the fact of, okay, there are no registered crafts of any kind 
helicopter plane or whatever going through this area because it would show up on this app. The next one is, is look and see. You can find and see it in real time. Are there any satellites passing overhead? Where exactly they're located? Look, are they ir iridium flares? Are they, you know, other things? So that's what you want. You just want to do that due diligence and push it. And again, it's not because I don't think UFOs exist or it's not because I don't think paranormal, ghost, light anomaly, all these type of activities exist because I do. You just want to be more certain. And so you just have to push it a little bit further. We've got a couple of minutes here, Mary. What's When people come to you and they think that their loved ones are around them, what sorts of events, what sorts of phenomena attend these supposed visitations? Is it a feather? They wake up every morning and by the side of their bed, there's a dime. I mean, I hear this kind of stuff. And I wonder, okay, you have your feathers, you have your dimes, you're occasionally a penny because not everyone dies rich there, but who is leaving you what to indicate their presence typically? Here's the thing. I think that it is a cultural thing. And I mentioned that because not just for the people that are seeing or experiencing feathers or having seen tons of dragonflies follow them around or coins appear next to their, their, you know, bed, bedside or something. Um, I think it also has to do with the culture of the ghost. So some of these things may be very common to their particular belief system. So this is the way that they're going to contact. So if you have somebody who, um, you know, if you went back to, uh, oh gosh, you know, 1800s and they would put the, the coins on the eyes of the deceased people, you know, and some of their belief systems of what that may represent and so on. Again, the feather. If they believe that, meaning the ghost person, that is more how they will probably respond to connect with the people in the living because it's going to mean something. It's the meaning. It's just another way to say, hey, I'm here and I know you're going to understand this. Very good. And you say it with such confidence. I think people who do not have your gifts, who do not have your experience will often say, and this is as we wrap up, thank God for a Mary Marshall because left to our own five senses without developing the sixth, it's easy to say, well, I sure hope there's something on the other side. I hope there is another side to life beyond the death of our physical bodies. And there is. Mary, there is. we look forward to having you back for time number three one of these days. So thank you for being with us today and for sharing everything that you did. Well, thank you for having me. I love you guys. So uh, I, anytime you want me back, I'm here. All right. Sounds fantastic. Sounds good. Coming right. up next, well, other stuff on well, AM 1150. At 1 o'clock today. Driving us toward 1 p.m. Pacific time, yep. American Road Trip Talk. Yes, hope that you will tune in. We always have some place for you to go by auto. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow, 10 a.m. Pacific, right here on AM 1150. Have a great weekend, everyone.